0: This is Mark Pillow from Superman Four, Nuclear Man, and you're listening to the All-Star Superfan Podcast.
1: We talk, we talk, we talk Superman, and we know what's happening. We talk, we talk, we talk Superman, and we cover everything.
0: Hello and welcome to the All-Star Superfan Podcast. This is a very special, uh, I, I don't want to call it an emergency episode because nobody died. Uh, not quite, anyway. Um, th- <laughs> w- 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 it is a very special episode, though, because uh, for the first time ever in the history of the podcast, it is um, my my co-host, Alan, uh, very unfortunately has not been able to make it for this episode because... Uh, we were all set to go to The Flash together, to the Irish premiere, uh, we got tickets, and we were all set to go, but he had a very, very important uh, work engagement that he absolutely couldn't get out of, and we, 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 we did have a little bit of a laugh uh, when, when we, we were kind of joking about how the fact that he was really, really disappointed that he couldn't go to this film about people who fight crimes, because he had actual crimes to fight. Um, but, but that's, uh, that, that's, that's what we're working with here, but I'm delighted and, uh, privileged to be joined by someone who I talk about a lot on the podcast, but who has never yet appeared. It is my fiance, sirsha Welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Hello, everybody. Uh,
0: Thank you. So bef-
1: welcome.
0: <laughs> oh, you're, 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 you're more than welcome. Um, before we kind of get into the the topic at hand, I, j- I feel like we should probably just give a bit of a. Um bit of a background in terms of you and your interactions with with the whole superhero side of things, the DC universe and all that. So can you tell us for anyone who doesn't know, obviously I know, can you tell us kind of where you're coming to this film? Well, what's your kind of background in, in these characters and that kind of thing?
1: I'm coming in with a very uh light background knowledge. Um the running joke that Rob and I have is that everything I've learned about Superboy. I've learned against my will. Um <laughs> So there's there's now, an element now, now of No, keep people. in
0: mind that that's specifically Superboy. Now. I know, there are I know. other there are other versions of Superman you, you like. That's no, fair to say. No. There are
1: saying. in fairness. Um but yeah, I'm coming in with kind of a not so much a layman, but maybe a um a beginner's level knowledge. Uh advanced yeah. beginners, shall we say. Advanced
0: beginners. That that's a good way. <laughs> I like that. Advanced beginners. So I, I, you're being very modest so Sa- Saoirse to her credit has <laughs> sat through a lot of superhero or specifically Superman related things with me over the years uh, I, I think we we definitely saw Man of Steel together in the cinema uh, we've watched all of Lois and Clark together we've watched a lot of Smallville together um, and <laughs> You have watched all of the Superboy (laughs) with me. And we've definitely seen all the Christopher Reeve movies a bunch of times. And more recently, we've been watching Superman and Lois, which you enjoy. No, I really, really
1: like it. Yeah, in fairness. And look, yeah, as you said, I've seen a lot of it. I've seen a lot of different iterations. And yeah, I'm not coming in, you know, with no background knowledge. I suppose just maybe the kind of level of retention of some of the information is maybe not quite up there. That, with that's, yours, that's um just due to kind of you know maybe the the historical interest uh piece yeah. of it but but yeah coming in with some knowledge but for this particular film I was coming in almost entirely blind like I have no yeah. background knowledge of the flash and yeah yeah I think that kind of definitely informed my experience um but maybe not as much as I gave that part credit for because I think there were some things that we both agreed on that I thought were maybe just due to my lack of knowledge but turns out was not the case.
0: Yeah. So I, I want to get back to the movie <laughs> in a second. But but we mentioned Superman and Lois there a second ago. Yeah. Um we we're recording this the day that they have announced that it's being renewed, which is amazing news. We I'm I'm delighted about that because it means that that there is some chance that they will be able to effectively con- conclude the series which we were really worried they weren't going to be able to do yeah so um i for anyone who doesn't know they've announced there's going to be 10 more episodes there there's going to be a season four uh i'm not going to get into the whole business side of it uh, that, that we I'm, I'm i believe i'm going to be appearing on anthony's podcast in a couple of weeks where we're going to do a proper look back on season three but uh Lo and behold, season four is coming. Uh, it is going to re- ha- have a reduced budget, they've said. And I wanted to just pick your brains on this a little bit because the feeling in the air is the way they're going to save money is that they're going to wave goodbye to uh, certain members of the cast, which, uh, which makes mm-hmm. sense. TV shows have to do that a lot. I wanted to get, as someone who's watched the whole series thus far, who do you think would be the most effective characters to maybe jettison? uh, for want of a better word
1: oh that's actually really difficult because i don't know i feel like i've definitely enjoyed in particular the last few episodes um but i do feel like maybe there's a sense of certain things wrapping up a little bit yeah you know um so yeah there's a couple of there's a couple of options there um
0: well, like what I was thinking, I, I've I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, well, they're going to get rid of Lana and all of her family and all that." I was like, "I, do, I don't think you can do that. That they're, they're too important in no, they're terms." Too important,
1: of- but like it's also they're sort of so key to the the overall kind of story of Superman that, like, you know, I just don't think you could completely get rid of them. And I also don't see how that yeah. would necessarily save budget. <laughs> You know? I, I, I
0: think, uh, yeah, and also I think as well, because, um, you know, j- just the whole formula of the show has been Lois and Clark have this perfect marriage. And then Lana and Kyle have this sort of disastrous marriage. And it's two very different styles of family. And, you know, you have uh, Lana and Kyle's kids and how they're getting on and Lois and Clark's kids and how they're getting on. And I, I just I, I feel like just the formula of the show is so reliant on the Cushing family that I, I don't see any of them going, you know, there's been talk that they might kill off Kyle. Like maybe, maybe they do that. I don't know. For me, I think as much as I enjoy these characters, I do feel like um, John Henry Irons and Natalie, their stories feel like they could kind of con- effectively conclude. Uh,
1: well, actually, I, I feel like that that's kind of where I was going to go initially, except I always forget whether you're supposed to call him John Henry or John Henry Irons. <laughs> or John. <laughs> it's like why do you yeah, have so many but... names, man? Um but I do I kind of got the impression from watching the most recent episode that it felt like they were kind of trying to like tie up some loose ends in terms of them yeah. you know coming to terms I suppose with 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 Pia like watching watching Natalie and John Henry, you know, kind of have that moment where they were sympathetic um mm. at, you know as Pia was was, was you know, coming to the end, and then when she died, they kind of felt a little yeah. bit like they were coming to terms with, you know, the loss of the mother figure in their world. Yeah, and it, it kind yeah. of felt like they were tying it up nicely. Um, so I could see that definitely coming to a close. And then if you're talking about budgets, yeah, it's they're more expensive yeah, it's characters like to- it's a more expensive. <laughs> yeah,
0: they but they they both have these big you know robot suits. Like where yeah. if you get rid of them, you only have to worry about Superman. Yeah, well, I, 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 the only thing, the only potential loose end there is I feel like they're building towards a romance between John Henry and Lana, but that's the kind of thing they could just hand wave away. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, ideally, I wouldn't want them to get rid of anyone, but those are the two characters where I'm kind of like, I could kind of see them going and, and they, they, they'd be able to give them an effective, like, I, I'm assuming that even if they aren't bringing them back as regulars, they can still bring them back for an episode or two. And sort of gracefully let them exit without having to just sort of boot them out, you know. Um, but anyway, d- delighted they're bringing the show back. Um, and I-, I do hope that season four is the last season. I hope that they kind of uh, wrap things up because I'd be worried that if they try to drag it out that they won't get another season after season four. Um, so I-, I do feel like I'd really like them to to finish things off on a high in season four. But that's just me. Who knows? Um but that's not what we're here tonight. We're, we're here to talk about the Flash. Uh, the, the 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 new movie. The the way we're gonna do this is we're gonna do a non-spoiler discussion at the start, uh, where we kind of talk about the overall style of the movie and kind of what our first impressions were, and then we'll do a little spoiler bit at the end and I'll I'll leave in a I'll put in a sound effect bit so people know if they want to leave at that stage, they can. Um uh, but I I think to to start it off. Uh, you know, you talked a little bit about how, uh, you know, you didn't really know the Flash. I, I I don't think you really do need to know the Flash to go into this movie. I think it's worth knowing a couple of other characters, uh, and especially it's worth having seen a couple of other iterations of other characters. Uh, I don't think it's, you know, it's fair to say it's probably worth having seen the Michael Keaton Batman movies going into this, but you also don't really need to either. Um, and it's probably worth having seen, you know, other dceu films again i don't necessarily know that you need to either um but yeah we've kind of alluded to it we've 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 beaten around the bush a little bit what was your what what was the first thing you said to me when the lights came up (laughs) because i think that's this is really really indicative of my whole reaction to this film
1: look I i was trying to be fair um in a way and in in terms of my kind of response to the film before i spoke to you about it but having no background knowledge of the flash really apart from that he runs really fast and his name is barry um you know my first question was is barry allen supposed to be really annoying (laughs) because i i just thought that was you know if that was part of the charm you know then it would would have made sense i guess Um, but yeah, I didn't know if that was, if, you know, that was expected or if that was just this particular portrayal or to the best
0: of my knowledge. And, you know, I, to be fair, actually, I've only really read a handful of Barry Allen centric. I've read the life story of the flash by Mark Waid, which is all about Barry Allen's life. And, uh, the, the majority of flash comics I would have read growing up are about Wally West, who was the second, uh, flash. Uh, and then I've obviously seen the, uh, the the whole John Wesley Shipp show uh, from the, the 90s. I, I think I made you watch an episode of that one time late at night. And I've seen uh, a good chunk of the more recent show as well with Grant Gustin. Neither of those two versions are what i describe as annoying. Uh, I do think they were going for kind of... And I believe this is a thing in the other DCEU movies, only some of which I've seen. I've seen Batman v Superman... And I've seen the Joss Whedon Justice League. I haven't seen the Zack Snyder Justice League, ladies and gentlemen. So let me know if this is the case in that. But in those other films, I believe there is a suggestion that Barry is on the spectrum or he's neurodivergent. So I do think that they were, and I think they kind of allude to that in this at some yeah, stage. Yeah, I mean, I right?
1: I, as I was thinking about that, I, I did it did come into my mind. I was like, look, I want to be fair and make sure that I'm not just projecting something yeah. or being judgmental in a way that I shouldn't be, um, and I did think maybe that you know was part of it. I think without spoiling too much of what happens, although yeah. I suppose we have to talk about it in some way. We'll we'll get that, there. We'll get there. Yeah. You, you know that the character is not always um, as annoying. I suppose. Yeah. And uh, also, look, maybe in in, sorry, in some scene doesn't come across as. Um, what what I really meant there, sorry, is that some scenes doesn't come across as neurodivergent and in other scenes is yeah. just annoying and there's no yeah, sort of
0: Absolutely. And they play for laughs. And yeah. so so yeah, so just in case anyone's wondering, drumroll please, I did not like this film at all. At all, at all, at all. I think they were going for a really specific thing. They they tried to Uh, you you know, they were definitely trying to do the neurodivergent thing, but it did just it. It didn't come across as nuanced. It just came across as obnoxious and loud and annoying. There was loads of jokes that fell utterly, utterly flat. Uh, you know, there was there was a couple of jokes that worked at all for me in this film. I think that the whole there was all this gross out humor that didn't really land for me. There's all these like close up shots of. Barry Allen eating spaghetti. <laughs> there's multiple, <laughs> multiple shots of him vomiting everywhere. There's, there's a f- scene with a food fight that's really strange. I just and and Ezra Miller has that really shrill kind of it just. It was like if anyone remembers Fred the movie, it was like that as a superhero. I it just did not work for. And there were other people in the cinema that that were laughing and that the jokes were working, but. It didn't work for me at all, and there was a couple of bits where I was kind of, and we'll we'll come back to the more action oriented stuff in a second, but there was a couple of jokes in it where I kind of turned to you and was going, "Is this just me?" <laughs> like, um. But I think aside from that, then aside from the kind of overall presentation and Ezra Miller, I, you know, people have talked about Ezra Miller's performance in this as being good, and Andy Muschietti, the director, said something about, "Oh, well, I don't think another actor." Could play this role I, I never want to see Ezra Miller play the Flash again That that's just me and that's leaving aside all of the other elephant in the room regarding Ezra Miller and I want to talk about that in a second as well but I oh guys oh, I, nothing worked in this for me absolutely well sorry not nothing but very little in this worked and another huge issue and I think we both had this issue as well the CGI was just I, do, I don't even... How would you describe it? It was just so...
1: It was, <laughs> it was like, laughably bad. It Like, it, as in, it seemed like... It, it honestly seemed like they wanted you to notice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was very kind of... It was very jarring, to be honest, to see it. The CGI, and then also, like, you know, there's another piece of it, but I said, like, even there's some dubbing in it that's off, that I'm like, this is not... Yeah it just seemed like the standard wasn't quite where you would expect it no. to be
0: and and like on the cgi i think th- there was definitely scenes and designs and sequences that were ambitious and they they kind of had a real uh, they were really going for something like it wasn't just generic you know i i've heard that criticism leveled at it that it's really generic and it's really studio driven i didn't really get that at all i actually felt like this was a really this had a directorial stamp on it. Like they really wanted to, to make, to make it look like this, but what this was just didn't look very nice at all. It's like, there's loads of scenes where characters look like weird uncanny valley birthday cake creatures. Um, There's some really strange scenes where Barry's kind of running, by, I'm trying not to get spoilery here, but obviously we know that Barry runs back in time in this a bunch of times. It's, mm-hmm. it's based on the Flashpoint comic. They've talked about it in the, in the, in the trailers and all the rest of it the the way they do the time travel is just it can only be described as really really strange and there's so strange. there's so many there's so many bits where i was kind of like did they even need to do that with a cgi character mm. like it's a man standing there could they not have just put that man there <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. um i got i and, got
1: actually talking about those the way they do that and sort of the sort of the Amphitheater experience, you get. Yep. Yeah, it yeah. was, I again, someone else, I suppose she will not be named in this situation, but I was getting like Harry Potter, Wizengamot vibes yeah. of like this kind of strange. And I know they want you to feel that, I guess, but it's like, yeah. you know, at amphitheater or a coliseum or courtroom feeling of like, what exactly are they trying to yeah. show us? What are they here? going for?
0: And I did, I, and again, sorry that this is a mild spoiler, but the, the, they, they do evoke a kind of an amphitheater type thing when they're doing the time travel. Again, I was like, there are amphitheaters, Shh, <laughs> film them. Like, why do we, why does this need to look like a birthday cake? Just film an amphitheater. And the whole way, every single special effect in this motion picture, I was thinking the same thing. They did this on the TV show and it looked better. Sorry, there it is. Yeah. The TV show the and that was all CGI as well, but I was like th- that did not look worse than this. And this cost so much more money than that TV show. And I I don't know, guys. I, anyway, to to get back to the before we move into spoilers, Michael Keaton is obviously in this movie, uh playing Batman. I'm I'm delighted to say that every scene Michael Keaton was in, I was delighted to see him back. He's awesome as Batman. He always was, he always will be. He does have a couple of cool scenes in in this where he's Batman, he's doing some Batman things. Not every single thing are in the trailers. A lot of it's in the trailers, not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, but my and I want to get your thought on this as well. My my thought going into this film was I'm delighted Michael Keaton's in it. I just hope they do something interesting and substantial with him and that it isn't just this really playing it safe, play the hits type thing. And it was absolutely that. It was just so. And it was also
1: play the hits. And you've already seen the hits in the trailer.
0: You've already seen the hits in the trailer. Like we know all the lines, you know, Michael Keaton Keaton could read the phone book as Bruce Wayne and I'd be there and it would be amazing. And like, he looks great. Uh, You know, all that was convincing. He's, he's still, he's as cool as ever as Batman, but, it just do something interesting with him, guys. I'm sorry. Like, I know a lot of people don't like The Last Jedi, but there was this great tweet where someone was like, I feel like ever since Luke Skywalker drank blue milk and uh, pissed a lot of people off, that, you know, whenever we bring these legacy characters back now, we just have to be so careful that we don't upset people. And that's what this felt like. It felt like they didn't want to do anything kind of interesting yeah. or weird or cool with him. Um no, That's not to say that he isn't good in the film. He is. Like he's, like he could. As I say, he could do anything. But I just, I, you know, I the whole way through it, I was like, this could have been any Batman. They could have brought back any Batman, and it would have been the same thing. It wouldn't have been, you know, the the, the thing that makes it special is that it's him, not not that the material is the material is worthy of him, if that makes sense. Um. So yeah, I mean, just that there was. Before we get into spoilers, is there anything you would say that you really liked or really worked for you? And, and not specific moments, but just overall kind of things.
1: <laughs> Long pause. <laughs> I I really, I, this is really difficult. I think normally I can take good things from most films I watch. And we talk about this, sometimes I can be too generous a critic in some situations Mm -hmm. but i just didn't i didn't really feel anything good or bad you know it was it was fine um but there was nothing that i thought really i i had questions about pretty much everything yeah
0: yeah I, i i would say that i you know when the batman stuff was happening i was i was I was happy to sort of turn my brain off and have a bit of Batman fun and some of that stuff worked I think and there's some cool stuff with the bat wing that was really nice and some of the scenes of them just hanging out in the bat cave yeah you know that's fine but it was total brain off stuff like there was nothing really substantial in it it was very predictable um you know, th- th- there was there was maybe one moment involving the flash that I liked, but very very seldom. The, the entire time I was thinking, this is the most annoying superhero performance ever. I think like I and the character, the way the character is written as well. I was like, Barry Allen is a dangerous menace to society. <laughs> like you can probably guess just based on what the plot of the film is why I would think that. But the whole way through, I was like god this is just horrendous what barry's doing and no like the, it, it oh it's ooh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> that
1: is the sound that is the review it's just a uh just um,
0: so yeah and look i we haven't spoken about the elephant in the room which is ezra miller and their reprehensible behavior in real life um I was all set to do this big soapbox thing on tonight's episode where I was going to say, well, you know what? 200 people worked on this film. You can't you can't base a production solely on the actions of uh, the star. And, you know, by all means, if you want to uh, boycott the film, that's absolutely your decision. But I, I do feel like, you know, that, that there's there's so much else to a film that needs to be taken into account. Um, but then you have people saying, oh, well... You know the the film is so good it'll make you forget Ezra Miller's crimes and the whole way through I was thinking I was like I I can't but think about all the nasty things Ezra Miller's done I, I, I don't know maybe that's a bit maybe I'm reading too much into it there but I, I could I absolutely couldn't separate the art from the artist because the the, the art was what just reminded me of the artist at every turn because of their crazy you know actions in the film did you feel that at all? Or is that yeah, just me? I
1: kind of I, I definitely felt that you know and I, I think normally I'm I'm very much one for not separating the art and the artist but I was willing to give this a go and I was willing to go in with an open mind in terms of this particular film and how I viewed it I was trying not to like not let that cloud my judgment of it but mm. definitely just some of the as you said just some of the kind of the only way i can describe it is almost like a smarmy kind of performance you know it just was yeah it it was just grating um and yeah i couldn't i couldn't put that out of my mind i just couldn't step back i i
0: definitely And going back to the thing i said about the directorial stamp and this ties into uh ezra miller's performance a little bit it did feel like andy muschietti um who who also by the way directed it chapter one which I remember really liking, and I think you liked that one as well, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I think I did.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like that one was good. I can't remember. It's a couple of years ago now yeah. since we saw it. But anyway, I, I feel like he was really going for this thing where he was trying to compare being the Flash and being a superhero as being kind of high on drugs, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, there was loads of bits throughout where Barry seemed like he was high on coke. And then there was an... an, an I should be very careful here in what I say because my, my usual co-host is a lawman. So I, I will preface this by saying I've never tried cocaine, but <laughs> based on people who have and based on what I know, he, you know, th- they came across that way, like they were high on coke a lot of the time. When he was traveling back in time and everyone looked like a birthday cake, it reminded me of something someone told me at a party one time where they were like, oh yeah, well when you take ketamine, everyone looks like Play-Doh. And I was like, oh, is, is that what they're going for here? And then there's loads of scenes where people are either hungover or acting like they're high on drugs, including, like, both Batmans. <laughs> like, there was... Lo- I just got this really weird vibe. And there's loads of scenes where people are vomiting. There's loads of people where people have the munchies. I was like, is this... Is this, like, a weird... Is he, is he trying to compare being a superhero to being under drugs? And, you know, even when we meet Bruce Wayne first in the film, he, he feels like it reminded me of that scene in train spotting where they meet the guy who's been a heroin addict for, for 30 years or something. It, it, I don't know. I could be totally reading something that isn't there, but I did get that vibe that that's what Andy Muschietti was doing. And that there is this weird kind of anarchic sense of humor in the film and it'll either work for you or it won't. And it just, it did not work for me at all. Um, But again, there was people in the, in the cinema that were laughing. So it, it is working for some people. So maybe this is going to be one of those sort of love it or hate it type movies. Um, shall we get into spoilers?
1: I think it's time. Uh,
0: okay. So I'm going to put in a little sound effect here. And once we get past the sound effect, we're going to get into spoilers. Okay. So uh, obviously we know Michael Keaton is in the film. Uh, this is, this is a milder spoiler. Now, obviously Ben Affleck's Batman comes back uh, for supposedly his final performance. now, I think it will be back with again.
1: And very much a birthday cake chin.
0: Holy heck. The that Ben Affleck batsuit in this. The Ben Affleck batsuit in this. I, I, I've not really been a fan of the previous ones, but this one is the worst batsuit I've ever seen. It's absolutely the worst one. What did you think of it?
1: I'm going to mean, like, I'm really being honest here. I was so distracted by the chin. I don't think I even really noticed the batsuit in that level of detail. Didn't look great, the, but I don't think I, I fully took it in because I, I genuinely was so distracted by the CGI.
0: Yeah, with with the chin, are you saying that it it sort of looked like his chin wasn't really there and that they, they, they sort of CGI'd it onto them? Is that Yeah,
1: it looked like it was yeah. edited in some way. And look, I know, you know, Ben Affleck, he does actually have a, like, prominent chin, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was just something about... I suppose there's probably other CGI being layered in um, just in front yeah. of the scenes where he's on the bike and stuff that I just, I couldn't stop staring at the chin.
0: I just, the whole mask, it looked like it wasn't, it didn't fit. It, it, the whole thing just looked really strange, that batsuit he had. It was over-designed and, it, 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 oh God, It it just looked so goofy when he was sort of standing there wonder woman shows up and she might as well say hi guys it's me wonder woman it it was so and then she suddenly leaves and and there's a bit where she ties a guy up in the lasso of truth and the gag is batman starts telling the truth and he starts saying all this stuff about how, oh you know i'm rich but i'm psychologically traumatized and why don't i just give all my money away and maybe that was and it's like it's it's almost a joke and then wonder woman has to go and say the lasso of truth works every time
1: (laughs) and she might as well look at the fucking screen when
0: she says (laughs) it
1: i was like she's just missing the wink
0: oh my goodness gracious i really anyway this
1: is also it's kind of besides the point but I, i just hate being reminded you know that she wears those stupid wedge boots
0: okay I just, I, it, it just
1: bothers me generally. Yeah. And I know Oh, be, because,
0: because she wouldn't be able to run in them. I'm Is that like, like, you mean? Come on, guys. Like, what? Yeah,
1: why? Yeah. She's like, she's literally an Amazon. She doesn't need extra height in her shoes. Do you know what I mean? That's What's fair. the point? That's Seriously, a small, that's by a the way. Small, you know, complaint, but I just, it, it irritates me.
0: But it's very on brand because I remember when we were watching The Dark Knight Rises years ago and Catwoman has those big steel heels in that film that she uses to like, choke people or whatever and <laughs> like literally in the cinema we're like that's just ridiculous she'd never be able to run in those heels
1: no but it's because you can see in that film as she's back flipping away the heels disappear
0: the, they disappear and you're yeah, like yeah, what just
1: yeah. be consistent wear the heels or don't wear the heels stop trying to do both
0: so other spoilers right and, and you know a lot of people are already talking about this online the, the, there's a lot of cameos in this it, it does uh kind of head in sort of a multiverse direction towards the end I was I was somewhat pleasantly surprised in that it didn't feel totally forced. it It felt kind of like it naturally blended from the plot. What I will say though, is, all the cam, every single one of the multiverse cameos is this hideous birthday cake CGI monstrosity creature. They bring back from the dead without their consent or their permission. George Reeves, Christopher Reeve, uh, Christian Bale apparently is in there. I didn't see him, and um, Nicholas Cage famously is is finally there as Superman. And I was there watching it, going, you know, obviously Christopher Reeve is one thing that that that's despicable. You know, bringing a, someone back from the dead in CGI. I'm never going to be cool with that. George Reeves, same thing. Nicholas Cage is alive and well. <laughs> Like, could we not have just brought him there and just paid him? Like, he Nicolas Cage will do anything. Like, he'll be in any movie. Like, he why did he need money. to be CGI? <laughs> why did he need to be CGI? I was... Uh, oh, God. I mean, the, the whole way through... Because that was spoiled for me. Andy Muschietti, the director, talked about that, I think, a week or two ago, where he was like, oh, yeah, Nicolas Cage is in the movie. So I went in knowing that that was coming. And the whole way through the movie, I was like, oh, this is not working for me at all. But I can't wait to see Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Because we'll finally see him in the flesh as Superman. And then he shows up and he's a fucking cartoon. I was like, No, there's no there's no hope for this. I really did really, really dislike that. And even even the cameos, like I sort of assumed that they would that, that, that it was gonna be this big action scene and that there'd be a CGI, Christopher Reeve, flying alongside or whatever. It isn't even that. They're sort of just standing there. So oh,
1: yeah. It's just they could, and and what are they looking at? I don't I actually really oh. don't understand. And if the worlds are colliding, why are they looking at the same time? Like, what are they... And why are they not, like, panicked about it?
0: Yeah, they're sort of just standing... I was like, you could have just used a scene from one of the old movies. Like, just use... And, like, even the George Reeves footage, it's literally him with his hands on his hips, like like the opening credits of that show. Like, just play that. Like, and on the topic of multiverse and cameos and all that, there is no no previous version of The Flash shows up in this. And there's yeah. been, like, three of them. Like, why not use one of them? It's like, it, it really just, all of that felt very cynical to me. I, and and I, 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 I'm grateful, in a way, that the Nicolas Cage thing happened, just that that's finally immortalized in some way, shape, or form. But, like, why did it have to be a cartoon? That's, like, it just doesn't make any sense. And also, with I don't the know.
1: continuous references to Back to the Future, I thought we were going to get, like an alternate Back to the Future situation happening Yeah, I was waiting for it. I was like, come on, tie this together, guys.
0: Oh, God. They, they, They reference, they make this joke about Eric Stoltz is now Marty McFly in Back to the Future. And they make it the first time, and you're like, okay, got it. Alternate universe, alternate timeline. And then they make it a second time, and you're like... Okay. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. That's oh, fair enough. Maybe not everybody knows who Eric Stoltz is. And then they go on and they make it a fourth and a fifth and a sixth time until somebody literally has a tattoo of Eric Stoltz. Literally has a tattoo of Eric Stoltz on their leg. And just in case you didn't get it, they turn the tattoo around just so the the people at the very back of the audience know that it's definitely not Michael J. I was like, and meanwhile Barry Allen is so confused about this. He's like. What? Eric Stoltz? No, it's Michael J. Fox. And he has this huge argument. And this is supposed to be a seasoned time traveller. And he doesn't... He's not grasping the fact that he's... It didn't. it, It was just a totally...
1: But also, Listless, just as a fan of script. Back to the Future, you'd know about that? No? You would know immediately. <laughs>
0: as soon as you hear Eric Stoltz. you'd know, okay, something is seriously wrong. Yeah. You would not need to be told a second time. This is a time traveller who has a picture of Inception up on his bedroom wall and he has to be told seven <laughs> times. Like, I was, It was so fucking stupid. Like... <laughs> Like, and oh, that's like we're we're laughing about it. Like in the past, there's been DC movies where I've like I. I I still think we probably won't ever do a Batman v Superman episode because I I really really dislike that film. You were there when we went to see Batman v Superman. Yeah. I, was I was so angry at one point. I was there for more
1: of it than you
0: were. <laughs> do you want to tell everyone why?
1: Do you know I I I feel like you need to make this confession and then pay yeah. your penance because.
0: <laughs> so I, and, and I I know every, everyone always says, oh, well, you know, it just wasn't the Christopher Reeve Superman or it wasn't the old Christian Bale Batman or whatever. It, none of those things. Batman v Superman, much like a lot of the Snyderverse, I had no problem with the ideas. It was all the execution. I just really, really found it to be a loud, obnoxious, boring, inaccessible film for me. There's a bit in that where the guy, uh, KG Beast, I can't remember the character's name, he, he turns to Martha Kent and says... Every time we say goodbye, you die a little. I was like that. I'm just sorry, guys. I stood up and walked out. I was like, I'm having none of this. I was really, really not enjoying the film at that point. And then I remembered that I would, I'd left you in this in the screen. So I turned around and walked back in. Um, But yeah, like in the past, watching these films, DC and Marvel. You know, there's been times where they really haven't been for me, and I've been angry about them, and I've been really like you know, incensed and written these really nasty things about them online. And, you know, I'm trying not to do that as much anymore. I really feel like, but watching this the whole way through, I was like, I'm not angry about this film. It's just very, very strange.
1: Yes, I think that's actually the main takeaway I have. And I think I generally don't get angry about films. (laughs) So I can't say I have the same experience, but I will say that I think part of the reason that you may not feel those feelings is because it just didn't even get close to being what it was trying to be. And like, if yeah. it had have just maybe missed the mark, or if there were one or two things, you know, that were particularly bad, like what happened in mm. Batman v Superman, you may have had stronger feelings towards it because it was just kind of a bit unusual and a bit difficult a bit to digest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just feel like there isn't really enough. Um, emotion there to really yeah feel anything yeah. too strongly it
0: in a weird way it it actually reminded me of like what a nicholas cage like if nicholas cage had played the flash that that's how i'd probably compare ezra miller's performance in this it was just so wild and fearless and out there and weird and all these scenes of them getting sick and like eating food, like these really tight shots and stuffing spaghetti in their mouth and just all of that really strange stuff where it's like, this does not feel like a generic studio film. This really feels like Andy Muschietti had this strange kind of punk anarchic vision of what The Flash was. And boy, how did did he go for it? And I just don't think it worked at all. I think it's definitely working for some people, but I have serious concerns that James Gunn thinks this is one of the best and I quote, movies ever made. <laughs> he went, he was on Michael Rose Mom's podcast today, and he said, I know he may, he may not have meant this specifically, he may have meant superhero movie, or comic book movie, I don't know, but he literally said, this is one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> Sorry, guys, it's not one of the best movies ever made. It's not even one of the best movies, like, there was another tweet that's like, this is not one of the best comic book movies of all time. It's not even the best comic book movie released this month. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we went to see Spider Verse two weeks ago across the Spider Verse, and that was just,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> no pun intended, worlds apart from this. It was drastically, vastly better than this, I would say. Would you agree?
1: Oh, definitely. The execution is just so much better, and also the fact yeah. that it's actually intentionally animated and not just uh... <laughs> cartoons, just. Oof superimposed into live action is, <laughs> it's definitely birthday
0: cakes being smushed into each other it, oh god like and and again don't don't take this as me saying don't go and see the film i kind of want everyone to see the film know, in a yeah. weird way like it, it's not one that you want to like i feel like black adam really felt like this beige kind of forgettable nothing of a thing whereas this is like god i kind of can't look away from this it's so strange <laughs> Anyway, I, I feel like we've we've sort of said everything we can say about it. Um, I'd love to know. I, I met one person, shout out to Owen McCauley, who I know is a fan of the show. He was sitting beside me in the cinema, and I turned to him at the end and said, yep, they got me hook, line, and sinker. I loved every second of it. And I met two or three other people in the audience um, who I know and who are like, kind of have various varying degrees of fandom. And the vibe I was getting from a lot of those other people was, I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> Yeah. There was bits I liked. There was bits I really, really didn't like. There's a lot of it that I just wasn't very sure about, and I sort of,
1: I yeah, think if like, it, like I, you know, it's always worth digesting films yes. before you know making any strong Snap sort judgments, of judgments. Yeah. Um, but I think if you really need to process on that level before you can even say whether you enjoyed it or not, I think it's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe a sign of, yeah, I, I feel like we're not the only people who will be left a little bit confused. Um, yeah. And a little bit, I think unsettled is maybe. Unsettled. Is the word. Mm. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, any, any final thoughts? Any other kind of just, we're still in spoilers. Any, any Anything else that sort of ran with you? Any, um, any, anything that caught you by surprise?
1: Um, a bit of George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so yeah um george clooney yeah, yeah. and again I, I i won't i won't reveal who said this but someone did say did anybody else feel like he was about to sell some nespresso products
1: definitely 100 just was like
0: probably never even met ezra miller definitely never met michael keaton just sauntered in that had that really weird haze around him that just was just there's no way this wasn't filmed in a green screen and look you know Good business if you can get it. Like, yeah. I've no ill will towards anyone who made a, a bit of change in this film. Michael Keaton laughed his way to the bank with this film. Michael Shannon, my goodness gracious. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not entirely convinced Michael Shannon ever sat foot on this set. Like, I think they scanned his face and it was all a cartoon. Like, I don't know if he ever even took the the mask off, the, the Kryptonian face thing.
1: Oh, I actually know that you say that. I don't think he did.
0: I think he was wearing that the entire time. And uh, who was he doing? Obviously George Clooney. That's fine. Nicolas Cage probably had to get paid to be a cartoon in this, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, the, the whole, like, nothing in this makes me think, oh, well, now this has ruined Batman 89 for me forever. So I'm grateful for that, I I guess. Um, and Christopher Reeve being a cartoon, George Reeves being a cartoon, both of those kind of strange, that, that like, they, they don't sully the memory for me at all. No. But I... I'm definitely... They, They're they so far removed.
1: They're so far removed yeah. that I don't think there's any fear of that um, happening. It just sits very strangely, yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. And uh, look, I, I, I think we can probably sort of wrap it up there. I think we both need to just sort of decompress now and, <laughs> and, and meditate on it. But for anyone for anyone else who has seen the film, we would love to know what your thoughts on it are. Um, I, I must echo once again the fact that Alan was... was Deeply uh, disappointed that he couldn't that he couldn't come tonight. The original plan was that we were going to record an episode, and I, funnily enough, I do suspect that Alan may feel differently about the film. So I hope to do a, a discussion with him on it uh, in the future. But in the meantime, let us know what you think. If you like this movie, God bless you, more power to you. This just didn't work for me at all. I'm afraid, and I don't think I'm alone in that. I I spoke to one of our podcasting colleagues uh on facebook messenger a short while ago and, and he very much <laughs> echoed my my sentiments um but yeah we would love to hear from you guys let us know what you thought uh if the movie worked for you if it didn't and why um and we will be back uh hopefully with a couple more we we've we've a few more bits and pieces in the bag that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks and uh seriously we'd love to have you back on at some point
1: yeah, maybe something that I enjoy a bit more would be great to discuss.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm yeah. not always the, the,
1: negative.
0: We we talk about Lois and Clark a lot on this show. You've mm-hmm. you've seen all of that. We do, you know. We did. I mean, you're more than qualified. The, actually, before we go, last thing I'll say uh, in terms of serious Saoirse, Superman fandom, we were watching. It was either a Supergirl episode or a or the Lois and Clark Christmas episode, where Mister Mix's Piddle comes up. And within seconds of him kind of like appearing on screen, you were like, "Oh God, I hate this character." And I was like, "How do you know this character?" And he was like, "Oh, because he's in all those other shows we watched. Because <laughs> <laughs> you you recognize him from like the Superboy show. Yeah. We've probably seen the animated one. Like, so you're so versed in all these different versions now that you like are able to. So I thought that's pretty cool that she okay. knows that. So uh, so yeah, so well done, sirsha and." Uh, well done to everyone who made it this far into the episode uh we'll be back very soon so as alan would always say stay safe stay super and take care i hope i got that right see you later on ladies and gentlemen
1: bye